0: podcast a weekly discussion of current affairs in china coming to you from the pop-up chinese studio here in beijing i'm kaiser guo joined as usual by jeremy Goldcorn, better known as Yumi, the man behind danway.com how are you jeremy i'm doing very well indeed guys on this beautiful crisp blue sky there yeah you know i would trade <laughs> basically i mean point for point like a, a degree celsius for for say five points maybe of 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 aqi here oh i don't know about five points it i don't have I mean, to be a b- b- better ratio than that really I just bring it way down i don't care as long as it's clean anyway last week uh the legislative affairs office of the state council released for public comment china's first draft law on domestic violence Uh, This has been hailed as a very important step forward in a country where domestic violence has been an issue that has gone largely ignored. But it's also been criticized as falling short in some areas, for instance, in not protecting women who are living with abusive men but are not married to them or people in homosexual relationships. And while it covers psychological abuse as well as physical abuse, which is, I think, a very good step forward, it doesn't extend to sexual or economic violence. So we're very happy to have with us today two people who are eminently qualified to talk about this important issue. First up, we're delighted to welcome Su Wenying. Su Wenying is Child Protection Officer at UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund here in Beijing. She was trained as a lawyer and formerly worked at Save the Children. Su Wenying, welcome to Seneca. How are you?
1: Good. Great. Happy to be here.
0: And uh, we're also very happy to welcome Cai Yiping. Cai Yiping is one of the leading advocates who's working on women's rights here in China. Uh, Her issues include domestic violence, of course. Uh, She's been working on this for over 20 years. Uh, Yiping, welcome to Seneca, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us.
2: My pleasure, too.
0: Great. So before I get started, I want to really warmly thank Shantha Blumen of, of UNICEF, who I met at a birthday party at both of our sons happened to be attending, and who told me that she likes the show, and I was just writing an email to Jeremy to suggest that we do the new domestic violence draft law as a topic for this week's show, when, as if by magic, Shanta emailed me. Her email popped up in my inbox with this great suggestion for guests. So thank you so much, Shanta, if you're listening, for making this happen. Now, let's just jump right in then. E- either one of you can feel free to answer this. I've heard that that there's no draft line mean, there's no law actually on the books against domestic violence but is that is that true isn't domestic violence at least addressed in some part by the family law
2: yeah i think um it's true that we had we don't have yet the the law specifically on right, against specifically. the domestic violence but domestic violence has been addressed in two laws as far as i know one is in the the law on protection of women's rights and interest uhhuh Another one um, is in the family law, so actually this been addressed, and yeah, I'm so excited to see now finally this draft had been proposed and now actually you know welcoming the comments from the public.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: well, just just to add it, because today is the like is the first National Constitution Day, uh-huh. so we have to sort of remind everyone that actually it's uh, being addressed in the Constitution of China. As well, Uh, Article 49 specifically said that uh, maltreatment or abuse of um, elderly children and women is prohibited. And also there's uh, uh, this law on protection of minors. Um, also um, explicitly, um, you know, prohibit uh, violence against children, domestic violence against children.
3: But can I ask, what does this actually mean? I mean, you know, it is Constitution Day, and the the same constitution also enshrines the right to freedom of speech and assembly, which we can kind of laugh about. Um, So, I mean, there are these laws already, and there is this potential draft law. Uh, What does it actually mean for women who are being beaten by their husbands or boyfriends?
1: yeah,
2: I'm not a lawyer. I think I can wait, when you know, when you need to give more detailed explanation. But from my understanding, in China, there's a lot of good laws on paper, but it's very difficult to apply even in the, in the court or you can use it to sue, you know, the abuser. I think now this draft law actually is to really provide the very concrete, you know, prevention and intervention on the how to deal with this. It's not only you know like enshrined and right on the paper. It's really in, put into the. You can use it. I think it's it's uh, applicable. I think that's important and let's make a big difference.
0: So you said prevention and intervention. So let's talk about those two aspects of it. So in terms of prevention, we're talking about things like uh, restraining orders, right? Uh, so, so a woman who has been uh, subject to domestic violence can now it doesn't take as long as it used to. Or it wouldn't if this law passes uh, for her to to take out a restraining order.
2: Yeah, I think um, in terms of prevention, I think it's very important. is not only intervene when this already happened. Mm-hmm. I think you want to the best uh, intervention actually is to prevent it. Sure. So I think um, based on this draft law, at least um, from this, uh, there's a draft. Um, there was an article about like uh, education. Oh, good. I think that's yeah. that's the, the, like the one measure for the prevention, like to educate the people to not use the violence.
0: Ying, would you give me a sense for how common domestic violence is in families in China? I've heard everything from like one in four families to actually 40% of women in relationships. How How common is it?
1: Well, because um, I'm I'm here mostly as a child rights advocate, and right. I think the mo- many of the attentions um, put onto this piece of legislation and, you know, public opinion is mostly focused on violence against women. Right, that's true. Yeah, but there are actually a lot of cases involving children being uh, experienced violence in, in the family settings. So... Uh, um, I think globally, this WHO data shows that uh, um, 20% of women and 5 to 10% of men report being uh, experienced uh, sexual abuse when uh, they were a child, wow. and then it's 25% to 15% of uh, child experience physical abuse. And in China, there's not very, at least not so far, reliable and national data, consolidated data on this. Uh, But um, I think for 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 now, by um, I think by then, the probably most uh, comprehensive survey is done by, uh, Peking University, supported by UNICEF, which is a retrospective survey on childhood experience on violence mm-hmm. by uh, young people. So uh, the survey actually found that uh, only 20% of boys and 29% of girls um, haven't experienced any form of violence so before age 16, not have not.
3: So 80%, 70 to 80% have. Sort
1: of. But, so but, more,
0: but, more childhood violence against girls.
1: Uh.
0: Is that, did I hear you right? Or it's more? Less. Of, well, okay. okay. According to last survey, 80% at least.
1: Then. Yeah. yeah, but um, you have to know that it is actually includes all forms of violence and in all the settings, not just home settings. Uh, so, but uh, also, there's a, a definition of violence against even women, but also mostly children, is uh, very um, different. It varies. And in different countries, and you know, perceived differently by you know by by people, different uh, groups of people. So it's really uh, there's. I don't think there's enough concrete evidence to really tell the prevalence of domestic violence. But I think it's fair to say it is prevalent in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: would like to add. I I tend to believe that's actually, if it's close to the truth. Maybe you know like 80 percent of the children have experienced violence in their life you no know, matter in the domestic or in the school and in the public but I would like to say actually those data that you just cited is based on this um the I think it's based on the research done by the um, the women's Federation That's and right. also I think by the uh, anti-domestic violence network which I used to affiliate with when mm-hmm. um like mm, it was created in 2000. Um that's what we call this the spouse violence. Actually yeah. Answer. I think um if you talk about the violence and the I think everyone that's experienced it different way. Um so in the different social groups may have, you know, um experienced violence very different. For example, you know, the children that uh, she just mentioned have like eighty percent. But for the um a, for the for the other group for example for the um for the lgbt the you know lesbian gay mm-hmm. and bisexual people they experience the more violence than the general public um uh, based on the research done by the the common language um, which is the lgbt activist mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. group uh i think it's 60% of their you know um respondent that report that they had experienced violence mostly from their parents.
0: I see, right.
1: Yeah, but I think I had to jump in to sort of clarify the uh, the data I just mentioned is based on this uh, definition that uh, child maltreatment slash abuse or violence against children is, I probably use these terms interchangeably because they are sort of, uh, uh, you know, you know, the same meaning, the same thing in oh. this context. Uh, so it means uh, physical and emotional ill treatment, sexual abuse, neglect, or exploitation with actual or potential harm to children's uh, health, development, and dignity. Okay. So it is a sort of broad definition, and uh, there's been debates about whether we should adopt this definition in mm-hmm. our, uh, you know, national domestic would, laws. Would it
0: include corporal punishment, either at home or in the school?
1: Uh, in this definition, it, in, it, it includes, does include that. yes.
3: So okay. that would include, I mean, for example, um, I mean, I remember receiving a beating from my parents And I wasn't an abused child in any way. But uh, my dad, I I think I broke a window and gave him attitude and he kind of whacked me. But it wasn't uh, something that happened a lot. Would that qualify?
1: Well, that is the big debate, you know, happening now. That uh, for other sort of forms of violence, there's pretty much this consensus. But corporate punishment is this hugely debated area. Corporate punishment. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people believe if it's for... For the purpose of discipline, not just lashing out your anger or frustration on your kids or, you know, it's for their own good. And it doesn't happen often. It shouldn't be deemed as violence against children.
3: But okay. if we take if we take if we forget about the controversy about that definition, then and we basically just say, like, this is a big problem in China. Can we say that? Yes. No matter what the data says. Yes. People beating their wives and their children Definitely. or their husbands or girlfriends or boyfriends, this is a problem.
1: It It, is. Is
0: it something that changes with education level? Is it a difference between, no, you're shaking your head, no. No, this
1: survey I just mentioned actually also shows quite interestingly, actually doesn't really differentiate Mm. between like, for example, rural, urban, you know, population or single child family or multiple child family you
2: see a or even yeah, yeah
1: or even educational backgrounds of the parents i think this is the one most popular myth Miscon- about yeah. the
2: the violence i think it's yeah. really about you how you define the violence and how you understand it's about the, your awareness i remember 10 more than 10 years ago when we just start about Talking about this topic after 1995, the women's conference held in Beijing, this actually this idea of domestic violence is is a creation of the feminist movement because we don't have this name. We didn't have this name. We don't have a naming for this kind of Mm phenomenon. We will go to the uh, the field and ask to interview people. You know, do. you say you job all, yes. and they didn't know. They what. said, "Oh, what's, Do you have? Uh, do, do you know there was a, the, the mass violence happened in your village?" I said, "No, no, we don't have such thing." But when, the, uh, do you know any family who had you know the, the wife was beaten by their husband? Oh, everyone does. You know what's the big deal? So I uh, think uh, at the time yeah. you can say the the data or statistics is low, but doesn't mean that's not happened. So yeah. I think I would not feel like it's bad or you know feel disappointed. If we see more, with the raising awareness, I think that maybe coming to the more cases. There will like, be more reporting yeah, of cases. Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. there well, more let's reporting. talk
0: about that consciousness. Let's talk about, about uh, awareness. In much of the Western media reporting that we've seen, uh, there's a lot of credit given to Kim Lee, who's the American wife, uh, or ex-wife rather, of, of uh, crazy English founder Li Yang. Who she went public with her allegations of physical abuse and even posted photos of herself. Uh, Jeremy, you're our resident expert on how you know social media uh, carries these things up. Uh, can you remind our listeners about that whole incident? And who well, yeah, she posted
3: Williams. photos of herself showing bruises and you know the evidence of beatings, and basically a protest at her husband for this, and ask him how he could possibly do it. And there was a, a firestorm on on Weibo of support for her. Um, and the 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 story that sort of seemed to be told afterwards was that at last there was a woman willing to speak out about what was going on inside her house. And she didn't care about the dirty laundry that in China you're not supposed to show to the outside world. She was just saying this is not acceptable.
0: Right. So two things here. First of all, is it... Uh, was she as important as maybe Western media believes she was in in bringing the story to light? I don't really know. And secondly, uh, is there a cultural element in this that says you know Chinese people shouldn't talk about you know Joshua or can you can you talk about both those questions?
2: I think first uh, Kim Lee's
0: role first. Yeah,
2: I think uh, first I we should really appreciate that the Kim like, stood up and speak and spoke up about this. In, in China, I think that's really helped to raise awareness. Oh, um, and uh, because of you know the crisis, her, her, her ex husband is uh, you know
0: so famous, public, right, so right. famous.
2: So that's brought a lot of attention. Um, but I think we should not forget that's the credit that should be given to a lot of you know women who have been advocating for address this issue for a long, long mm-hmm. time. The lawyers, the the, the women's federation staff. And also the uh, the women lawyers that help the women who bring this case, you know. To, and also the, the the women who survival who survived the, the the domestic violence. I have I work as a journalist um, for ten years for the women's uh, newspaper, uh, China Women's uh, News, and I remember I interviewed uh, this the women who actually to sue her abused husband and put him in jail and she divorced I mean she was from the village and she don't have any she at the time I think she didn't have any support system. She really, you know, fight very hard. Um and I think um um this is about the culture because as a Kim I what I admire about her is that she she very clearly she sent the message it's not acceptable and it's not your fault to be, you know, abused. Um I think it's still you know in it's in in our traditional culture you know, like I said the patriarchal culture that's um, the dirty laundry shouldn't be make uh, public and they will bring it will bring the shame to all, to your family mm. and there's a uh, people will abuse will uh, blame you like you know the vic- blame the victims and like why your husband beat you you must have done something wrong so I think uh, that's I, the Kim's um Kim had really
1: helped to break this. Um, the victimization.
0: Wayne, do you have something there?
1: Um. Yes, I think the Eping uh, knows better than, than, than I do on this. Is the, the I think the nineteen ninety five uh, World Conference on Women. Uh, you know, it's the sort of after that it it is put onto the uh, political agenda mm-hmm. of Chinese government. Um. But to um. You know. Uh, in, in a realm of pop culture, actually, I remember this very popular TV show, uh, you know, probably uh, 10 years or 12 years ago. It's called Don't Talk to Strangers. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it is a very popular TV show. It's uh, telling this story of uh, a very well-educated uh, doctor or something, uh, you know, but he... Uh, you know, abuse his uh, abuses his wife constantly, and really, uh, sort of, uh, you know, t- just terrible, terrible, you know, um, sort of depiction of family violence. I think that, uh, in this pop-, pop culture realm, does does raise um, public awareness a lot. That's something I I still remember quite vividly.
0: <laughs> Wayne, what about for child abuse? Has there been a a a figure of uh who, who's maybe Similar to or analogous to Kim Lee, uh, who has stepped forward and raised consciousness and awareness about child abuse. Since you work for UNICEF, that's your issue. Uh,
1: well, um, I think the uh, for child abuse, it is sort of uh, it it is a recent development. You know, much later development even than the uh, um, you know the attention paid to uh, violence against women. So. Um, um in china i think um it's only I, I think there's there are some uh organizations since 1990s uh, devoted to uh china violence against children mm-hmm. um and some public interest lawyers who uh provide legal aid to uh you know victim of uh, abuse and so it is sort of still not as um, vibrant sort of community like the uh, uh, women activists.
0: You've both now mentioned how important the 1995 Women's Conference was in Huayra. I remember and Hillary Clinton came. There was a lot of. Uh, why was has it been nearly 20 years now and we hadn't seen a specific law addressing domestic violence? Why did it take so long for this to, to happen?
2: I think every progress will take a long time to happen, um, and it's only happened when the people raise awareness mm-hmm. when the people stood stand up and uh, you know talk about it to break the silence and this domestic violence issue i think is among the most um hidden issues because this happened you know within the family domain uh and in china you know you not interfere you know they you know their family right. affairs. So that's... That's,
3: a, a, I mean, a, a question because I, uh, the reading I've done about domestic violence, one of the common problems seems to be that, you know, your husband is beating you and you call the police and they say, you know, this is your, your, your internal family's problem. You fix yeah. it. I yeah. mean, is that still... I mean, is that changing?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's a good question to ask. Um, what's it the, What's the rationale behind to have this law? You are having this law in order to protect what? Protect the family, protect the 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 women or children who is vulnerable, or you protect the human rights. So I think that's the um, the, the core questions actually as activist and as a uh, uh, activate um, advocate to ask about. You know, uh, we're not only to for the sake of the harmonious family, we have this law in order to protect the the human rights of the people including you know their rights you know as a family member so i think that should be put the the on the top of the priority I, um because as you said why the police think that's that's not you know it's, we should not intervene because they think that's the uh, you know this private and private is about family and in china we have saying in would rather like destroy the 10 temples than you know and uh, to was that separate a uh, a uh, the one family or H- the what spouse? is that in Chinese? Um, does that oh, okay. So the family and marriage is so important. You know, it's a, you, nobody should you know like it's enshrined. You cannot you know do anything about it because that's there's their their own private thing. I think there's not only in China; it's universal, right? Right. Yeah, that's uh, you know there was the public and private, and yeah. So I think. Um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think the, the rights of the of the family members, the rights of children, the rights of women, the rights of everybody, no matter if it's in the family or in the public. Do
0: you think that this draft law goes that far, though? Or do you think that it, it goes far enough so that it's actually uh, framing this as a human rights issue, that it's actually protecting all vulnerable people? You don't. You don't think so, right? So I, wh- where does it fall short?
2: Yeah, I think that's the why there is still some, you know, well, we we're welcoming this, you know, the big step forward, but there's still a lot of criticism mm-hmm. on this draft because of this shortcoming and because of this not, you know, grounded on this principle. I see. Yeah, and not inclusive enough and not um, recognize, you know, the... Um, the, the all dimensions of the of the rights of human being. For example, in this draft law, they mentioned about physical and psychological abuse, but they they did not address this sexual violence.
3: Right.
2: I think there's a you know the criticism from the uh, lawyers and uh, the, the. Or women. or
0: economic violence, right?
2: Yeah, economic. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not in anywhere. W- in
3: what, what what does one mean? Sorry, by economic violence, it means it's like my wife is giving me trouble, so I cut off. Her money, right? Her money, I, I, I control, I, all 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 I the... sell the house. Yeah, because this
2: violence normal. is really about to control the others. It, mm-hmm. No matter means that you use, you know, you control by using the physical violence, you control him or, or her by, you know, control their economic. I think I remember there was a woman who talked about, you know, um, she would, she she's, uh, she's a stay home, the, the housewife, and she said, I have to ask for back for the money to buy. Uh, napkins, so you know that's how how this abuse, you know. Sounds like abused. the
0: stationery department at my company.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you have it easier. Maybe. Uh, i, I'm, I was joking, <laughs> yeah. of course. You can divorce with your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can <laughs> model. <laughs> <Really
2: easy>. um,
0: <laughs> what, what other shortcomings are, are you are aware of? I mean, we've 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 talked about these. Uh, what about protections extended to children? Is this sufficient? Do you think?
1: uh well uh, definitely l- not it it does have this um provisions that special uh, protection should be given to uh children elderly, elderly uh, people with disabilities but and, and there are some provisions that uh, um sort of you know uh just highlight the protection um, of children victims however it, uh, overall it is significantly lacking of this uh um, perspective of this child-focused, child-friendly sort of uh, uh, mechanisms, and uh, I think other than that, um, it's um, um, as a piece of legislation. It still, although it bridged the gaps of uh, the previously uh, fragmented, ill-enforced uh, some of bits and pieces in other laws and policies, is still uh, too sort of vague and mm-hmm. general. And it's not, some of the provisions are not that easy to implement unless there are a more uh, concrete, specific implementing guidelines. For example, there's this. Uh, uh, a mandatory reporting mechanism. So uh, basically, it it requires that uh, professionals working in um, social welfare institutions, schools, kindergartens, and uh, medical facilities when they identify abuse uh, against... uh, But there's this uh, sort of limitation, sort of uh, uh, condition um, that uh, unless... Um, you know, it has to report to relevant authorities, but it's not for all the victims, just for uh, victims that has no um, civil uh, capacity or limited civil ca- capacity. So basically, um, I guess, children and elderly, you know, um, uh, in some certain, like, medical conditions. But um, that um, reporting, mandatory reporting mechanism um, doesn't really apply to women, I well, guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the one of the
2: criticism on this draft is about whether or not it can be implemented once this law is, you know, um, put into the in, into the act. Um, because, for example, take about the civil protection order that issued by the court. Uh-huh. Of course, can issue that, but who are going to implement? Who e- enforce, enforce it? it right. Yeah, because the court cannot enforce it. Because, uh, for example, th- when this domestic violence happened or violence happened, this should be stopped immediately. But court is not open twenty four hours. Right. So you need police to in- to to intervene. But I think there was not clear in this draft that's what the role that the police should play. Um, so that's I think that's the one uh, concern. But it, it yeah, does call on the, uh... police
0: to 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 respond rapidly. Uh, yeah.
2: But it's I'm talking about the civil
1: right, protection so order. A- That's a, yeah, restraints yeah. And but I think the bigger sh- sort of uh, shortcomings on the civil protection order is actually, and it has to be attached to a civil lawsuit. Yeah, so you have, uh, if you file for a, a lawsuit, you know, on um, divorce, uh, custody. Um, inheritance or something, you know, on that basis, you, you can know, accompanying this order. lawsuit, you can uh, file for this, uh, um, you know.
0: But not by itself.
1: Not by itself. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to get divorced and you don't bring this lawsuit, you are not entitled to, uh, you know, petition for a civil protection order. Huh.
0: Well, wow, that that seems like a very terrible shortcoming in it. I mean, it's just sort of the assumption that any any spouse who would file such a thing might as well get divorced. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> pessimistic view. Uh, right, yeah. Well,
3: I, I must say, I think, <laughs> if your husband is beating you you should get divorced. Right, right. I, I, I would agree with that yeah I,
2: we, if, yeah I would hope that it couldn't be that easy yeah. that it will solve
1: all the problems but the, the reality is not that yeah. easy not so easy yeah, I know especially for all you know those rural women who has no you know means for themselves and, and no means
3: to file yeah. you no know, knowledge of how to yes, file a, a legal complaint right. of any yeah. kind yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and so, I think there's another um, uh, I think Because this draft is not like created from the air, it's created because this was proposed based on many many years of the uh, the practice that you know uh, collectively done by the you know women's federation, by the activists, and also by the local like provincial level. There's already a lot of regulations and um, you know the like on the local and. provincial level so i think there're a lot of experience that can be drawn and can be you know applied and incorporated into this draft i think uh and that's why i those like the, the the recommendations is not coming from the air you know like they think there was a shortcoming actually it's already proven there there's there's shortcomings if they're not addressed you know those issues that we just talked about right. Yeah. So, so
0: do you think then that the comment period will be meaningful? That 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 they will actually take to heart a lot of the criticisms that are now being raised? These are issues that uh, presumably were built into a lot of a, a lot of the recommendations made all along by activist groups.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you, if you, um, I don't know how many in the end that can be incorporated, non revised based on those recommendations. But I, I, have seen many, many noises that been made right now on those, you know, trying to, you know, to improve this draft.
3: And um, what's the timetable for the draft? It's one, one month. One month.
2: One month. There was yeah. for, from
0: November 26th. Right, that was the Right, right yeah. So.
2: Around the Christmas
1: time, we will <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they
0: were
2: close. If you have a nice <laughs>
3: present or not. Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah.
2: But
1: it's not the end of, uh, you know, the process to inform decision-making and lawmaking on this, actually. So um, the process is um, after they collected public uh, comments, the state council will, you know, possibly revise the draft. And you know they will have a finalized draft, but then this draft will be submitted for, uh, to the uh, NPC, the National People's Congress Standing March, Committee, right. uh, for uh, for at least three around three rounds of reviews. So oh, and see. then so and there's a lot of work that could be you know advocacy could be done to uh, in the further uh, process of this legislation.
2: It's just the beginning, so
1: yeah, we will. Just, yeah, we yeah. will have. It's a long road ahead. Uh, yeah, right. Even can, though in this past,
2: we still need to do a lot of work to to can, implement. I
3: mean, what, what is the both of you? What is your sense of the current government's uh, real commitment to this? Because I mean, honestly, if Xi Jinping decided tomorrow, this is going to be a priority issue tomorrow, Renmin Rubau, Xinhua News Agency, every newspaper in the country would have a top headline, Xi Dada and Peng Mama condemn domestic violence. You know, they, could do they could do it. They could just switch it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not doing that. Um, I mean, how seriously can we take this?
2: Um, I think we, we, this law has to take a long time to into today's, you know, the draft. Mm-hmm. So I think it's already showed somehow the commitment I think commitment is there but um, but I think um, we uh, as the as the process of you know drafting a law, of course we have a if we can have the highest level of commitment that would be ideal and really accelerating um, this process but we not only want a law, we want a good law. So I would rather, to you know have a discussion, have a more consultation with people so that we have a good law rather than you know in a rush and have a law, and then we'll put it somewhere and never can be applied
3: and do you think that's happening? I mean, are you happy with the process so far
2: a, I think um as long as it's on the track. I think it's created the space for the consultation and you know for people's comments. So I think we're we're in the good we're in the good track.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I would tend to agree with that just based on I mean my 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 my, my testing the the air. I feel like uh, if you take this in conjunction with uh, the case of Li Yan, uh, in in Sichuan, uh, I talked about this uh, on the show last time. Uh, she was a woman in Sichuan Province that Didi Kirsten Tatlow wrote a, a, a piece about. Uh, she had been convicted of murder. She'd beaten her husband with a rifle, uh, with an air rifle, and killed him, and then chopped up his body, uh, and was 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 sentenced to death. But uh, in in judicial review, they overturned the death penalty because of of the mitigating circumstances that she was in a very abusive relationship that was well attested. So. Uh, she she had she was had her sentence commuted now. So and, and you're, ta- you're I'm taking I'm suggesting some evidence that of the, the judicial shifting, system. Yeah, it is it's a real thing. Is, yeah, jurisprudence is is changing its mind on domestic violence. I feel like.
1: In yeah, on that note, I think the, the Supreme uh, People's Court, they, uh, they have this criminal department, of course, review the penalty, death penalty cases, uh, but they also um, uh, have this a special sort of working group on uh, countering uh, domestic violence. So uh, on that effort, they actually have uh, a few pilots on local level local level courts uh, to try to set up this multi-sector uh, mechanism to prevent and respond to uh violence uh, uh domestic violence it is baby steps but i think there are this sort of uh, in um improving political commitment and also i have to uh realize that the chinese government when it comes to law making especially family violence law is uh, this law that will significantly uh a impact actually have this impact on you know millions of families and in, in people's lives, and they are really cautious about sort of the state to intervene the private matters of a family. And uh, usually uh, they will uh, you know in- experiment on local levels and uh, some sort of uh, measures. That could be later included in the national legislation, and that's, this has
0: been their pattern ever since in you know, the beginning of reform. And yes, there, yeah.
1: and for example, the the civil protection order thing has been piloted for 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 a few for years, and now they included this warning order by the police, which also a pilot by the police, which I don't really. Um, you know <laughs> think it's going to do a lot of good but uh, well, well, yeah. can you
3: explain what is that exactly
1: so uh um uh, so basically now you know everybody when when uh, Lily L- could report to the police when uh, they uh, witness or experience uh, domestic violence. And the, uh, it is more spelled out responsibilities of the police in the law. Um, you know, it has to respond to the reporting and stop the violent act and collect evidence, you know, fixed evidence, which, which is very important, mm-hmm. And you know. Um, and, uh, but... Um, if the police deems that uh, uh, this domestic violence incidents is not se- serious seriously enough to be uh, um, punished by the administrative penalty, all the criminal or go through the criminal uh, you know justice system, they will instead issue this warning order to the perpetrators, and. Uh, uh, you know, just saying you, you should stop beating your wife or, or child or something like that. And this will be um, sent to the local sort of village or resident committee and local women's federation and also police stations. So um, that's the the warning order, what, what it's about.
0: Do you sense that popular consciousness about this is really changing? Do you think that there's less tolerance now among people generally uh, for the... Domestic abuse.
2: Um, I think there there's a there's some progress that we can see. They're changing, but I don't believe they can change really overnight. Okay. Yeah. Even this this law cannot change people's mind in you know, overnight. That's I. That's why I think the this process of discussing the, this draft or you know the. That's very important because that's the process of educating.
0: But surely there aren't people uh, publicly who are opposed to the are there?
2: Yeah, I think um, now um, I remember when they, uh, before that, I I remember this is the story from the UNICEF project, you know, like to raise awareness among children about violence. Uh I think now uh, I remember there was a story, a report from my friend who was involved in this project said, before this project start, you know, if you talk to these children, ask, them, you know, did you feel, you know, this unfair that you beaten up, and in, be, in the name of educating you, and they said, oh yes, it's okay now. The children said, this is the violence. You should not beat me. This is a, <laughs> against the law. You know, I think you have to um, make people understand. You know, what's the, uh, what's in uh, you know, illegal, and you have to speak up about your rights.
0: I well, think. my my son feels like his rights are being violated if I take away his iPad. I mean, but uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, his rights to information. No? <laughs>
1: but still, I think there's uh, more uh, attention deserved, uh, you know, for uh, violence against children, uh, elderly in China. Oh, right. So it's a lot of uh, focus on, you know. Uh, Women, but not enough on, on children. Actually, uh, when when people uh, talk about uh, domestic violence, the first thing they think about is you know husband beating their wives. But uh, they a lot of I think Chinese people don't recognize uh, violence against children in a f- uh, family setting is a form of domestic violence. Mm-hmm.
3: That's just life. People think that's the way it is. When you're right. a kid, you get beaten. At yeah.
0: the same time, you don't want to dilute the issue either. I mean, I think there's there's so many strong voices in favor um, who, who, who will speak out for spousal abuse right now. Uh, and, and while it's just it's important, you know, one right. doesn't want to.
2: Yeah, and also because you cannot divorce your parents your and your children. Oh, and right. your oh, children. Right. I think that's also make it... Uh, um, you know, different from the you know spouse violence yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and I think the most important thing is you know, children is the most vulnerable victims. they don't have a voice and they don't absolutely have no means to even to recognize this as a, a you know a violation of their rights and and the, let alone to report and you know to so it is you know, um, I think the the difference about children violence against children is it has to be, um, and it has to take, you know, the efforts of the adults to make it, uh, you know, um, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I also
2: think that's very important because the education should start, should start from children. Mm. If you are, you know, experiencing violence and justify it and, you know, take it for you know, as a normal. And then how you can expect these children, when they grow up, they yeah. will stood up, and will stand up and, you know, to fight against and the violence because they're...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah children the, who were abused are more likely to abuse of, their children. Or with, or yeah, the, their the, the, the
1: violence. In, yeah. Intergeneration yeah. transmission of right. violence. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful, Su, Su and, uh, and and Cai Yiping. This has been a, a terrific conversation and I, I actually feel a little more optimistic uh, about this and... I think it, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 I mean, being, even, there's a lot wrong even, with it. Still. Even
3: me, the gloomy pessimist, you you do make me feel actually more optimistic than I thought I, I would feel at the end of the show. <laughs>
0: but we still have one thing to do, which is of course make recommendations. And uh, we on this show always start with Jeremy. So let's let's. What does Jeremy? What do you have? For I got us?
3: two. The first one is because today, December the fourth, is China's first ever <laughs> annual Constitution Day. I think you should go and read the Chinese Constitution, uh, which is available in English and Chinese and many other languages online, and it's a, an interesting read um and the second recommendation i have is that i've become completely addicted to didi dacher's juan function so this is like uber on didi
0: right
3: and it's great it's it's pretty cheap the, the the drivers are all super nice because they want recommendations they want you to give them five stars
1: right. yeah you get coupons
3: you get coupons it's, it's a great it's, service it's, Absolutely. it's really really fantastic
0: and it's not very expensive at it's all.
3: It's not expensive. It's not that much more than a taxi. It's like maybe
0: seven quai more. for. Yeah, it like a depends where you team. go. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
3: there's also yidaochew.com, which I, I'm trying to get my payment system because I want to rent a Tesla from them. They have Teslas, so you can go around <laughs> Beijing in a Tesla, which I would like to you try You should. Soon. You should do that
0: before you leave. Absolutely. Try, try yeah. that for sure. I mean, Uber is also starting
3: services here. In Uber is in Beijing and Shanghai, but they only have very limited coverage. And if you're Chinese, Actually, if you don't have an international Chinese, credit yeah. card, you you can't use them. Okay. Um, and I, I kind of, you know, I have a soft spot for domestic internet show, companies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, w- William, what do you have for us?
1: Uh, well, I have been re- uh, recently reading this book. It's written in Chinese. Uh, it's called Lai? Uh, I'm, I'm from Xinjiang. I'm from Xinjiang. Yeah. Um, um it is a really it's very it's a very easy read. It's just uh, a 100 uh, uh, sort of uh self-storytelling of uh, uh 100 people who are from Xinjiang but now are not living in Xinjiang. Um I think it's a, it's a, a really cuz I identify with those people. I'm from Xinjiang, yeah, so from um, I China. think all the stories are about identity issues, like, uh, I think for
3: yeah you Xinjiang people you like us South Africans you all have identity <laughs> issues yes <laughs>
0: and, and being a Han from Xinjiang is like being a white South African it's like
3: sim- South well you said I'm that. actually <laughs>
1: not a Han Chinese <laughs> actually I'm a Manchu so. oh, okay. oh you're a Manchu uh, like, my wife too uh, the
3: invaders yeah. right my yeah. wife too
1: <laughs> so uh, that's not and uh, um, also it's just a very interesting uh, like video I came across on the day on Youku, I can I can send the link. It's uh it's just uh it's sort of a fan made video, Um, basically uh this uh skillfully uh edited clips from ninety nine Period TV dramas in China depict depicting two hundred and sixty one historical figures in Chinese history. So it's ranging from Yan Huang, Rao Shun Yu. Those legend has it until the nineteen twelve, the uh, the 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 last emperor Puyi, you know, ended the monarchy. So it's quite interesting for me. It's like sort of a uh, it 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 takes like twenty five minutes. It's like a crash course. Oh, that sounds
0: wonderful. I
1: would <laughs> totally yeah yeah. If if you're really into Chinese history, you should I, and I am, I'm check very... it out. You know, it's all, all those. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good uh, Chinese period drama series. So that's that. And also for the sci-fi lovers, um, and probably uh, it, this is a very popular Chinese sci-fi um, called Three Body Problems. It is a trilogy, and I think the Jerry, first one. did you have something to do
0: with this?
3: Uh, no, I think Joel, my downright oh, right. comrade Joel yeah. was involved in the translation. In the
0: translation
1: yeah. of that, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the first, I think the first book of the trilogy is available in English in Amazon or something. So it, the first book is a bit slowly uh, paced. And for all the, the author, Liu Cixin, all his, all of his novels, I think the characters are a little bit flat. But the really great concepts and ideas and, you know, it has everything to offer for epic sci-fi cigars. So. One of
0: the very first shows we did on Seneca was about about science fiction in China. Mm. And uh, we'll have to revisit that topic <laughs> again sometime. Mm. You remember that Jeremy yeah, with way, Joel way and, yeah. else was and on Stanley, that. who now works at Baidu with me. Ah. So it's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. I see him all the time. Okay, oh. uh, okay. For evening, me, what do you have? Um, great, great recommendations. By the way,
2: yeah. Uh, I don't know if mine is uh, useful. Um, it's my pastime. Actually, is cooking. Oh, great. Um, and I think uh, the biggest, the the most fascinating invention. It's the rice cooker. Oh, we you know, get it. No, this is in great. addition to the four, you know, great invention <laughs> in the past, <laughs> because I think it's not only for cooking rice. It's, it can use it to bake, um, cake, uh-huh. to bake the um, the pizza, and
0: you can make a pizza. Yes, oh, very you tell very how easy. How do you you don't need
2: you don't need an oven. Um, you just to make a dough as you, you know. Uh-huh, make, as you would, yeah, right? as you you, you prepared, you know, other normal, and you put all this, you know. The, top.
0: The, the cheese and, and the, then the, the you, sauce. And you,
2: then you put a little bit, you know, oil, and then you just uh, leave it to... And I think when it's done, they will just... Pop up? You have to pop up, and that's it. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, very
0: easy. Never thought to do that.
2: Yeah, and I th- I think I'm I think nec- my next project will maybe write a recipe book about <laughs> rice cooker, you know, uh, recipe. That's genius.
0: We actually had somebody come on the show once yeah. and, and make a, a rice cooker uh what was it bread bread, bread. right uh, re- recommendation ah. for making that's great. This is, it's, it's wonderful that, that this is a, a thing now. People are using rice cooker The rice, rice, cookers cookers. Yeah. The rice cooker really revolution.
2: The one kitchen mission that you need is rice cooker. That's, I think you can live with.
0: Well, I just had a big Thanksgiving meal, and I don't think my 14-pound turkey would have fit in my rice cooker. <laughs> <although, laughs>
1: got to get a bigger, a bigger rice
0: bigger cooker. One. I am yeah, <laughs> right. going to make a recommendation that's unrelated to China or rice. It's actually um, a, a piece that I just read this afternoon. It was written uh, by Burzu Dergasi. In the Financial Times uh, It's called The Arab Spring Idealist Who Died for ISIS And it's the story Of a guy named Ahmed al-Darawi Who is uh, An Egyptian Who was a a very active And quite prominent Participant in the Arab Spring uh, Who became Very disillusioned Uh, He actually was Sort of uh, Pro-Muslim Brotherhood And after Morsi Was overthrown And the, the 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 you know, new mili- military dictatorship that's that's taken over in in Egypt again. He became uh, extremely disillusioned and went and joined ISIS without telling his family. Went and fought there and became a commander there and died earlier this year, uh, fighting against uh, the, the Syrian army, or um, it may have been against the Iraqi army. Anyway, um, it's it's fascinating. It's um, very depressing. I still, having read that, I'm not sure whether I'm to take him as an outlier or, as many of the people quoted in the story seem to believe, that he's kind of typical of a lot of people whose ideals were, were uh, built up and then horribly deflated by how awry things went in the Arab Spring and then went over to, to Islamic fundamentalism and had thrown their lot in with ISIS. So that, that's a very good story. It's, a, it's a, a relatively long piece for the FT and very well worth reading. Sorry to land on such a bummer note. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we have been talking about domestic violence all evening, so, I, you know, well, okay. yeah. 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 We came okay. that, That's
2: what people said. Actually, peace starts from home. So I think I we can that. stop the violence in the family and we can maybe finally, ultimately stop all the violence or war in the world.
0: You know, I, I still kind of firmly believed if no man who ever raised a hand against a woman or a child was ever to breed again we would have world peace in a few generations anyway thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us thank you Uh, really really enjoyed talking to you and uh, next week we've got a very interesting uh, show that we'll be talking about uh, the nexus between the commercialization of media and authoritarianism Uh, so stay tuned and we'll see you next week take care